Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Elijah, are you ready to bring on the weird? Elijah, ты готов вызвать на себя странное? I am. <laughs> Good. And she was wondering too. I don't know who she is, but... <laughs> That's our Russian assistant. Are we just going to name her Natasha, or is that too stereotypical? Hmm. What are some of the... Oh, what are the ladies' names in the story? There's a bunch of Yuri's. There's a bunch of Yuri's for no reason. Fuck's up with that. Ludmila and Zaneda, those are the ladies. Yeah, I guess it was. It was only two ladies, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, we we could possibly get other people to do that, like uh, Good Mythical Morning, the Wheel of Mythicality introduction. Mm-hmm. The uh, Elijah, are you ready to bring on the weird, or somebody, are you ready to bring on the weird? We could possibly have people do that. Eh, patrons? Or something else? Or just cuz? Yeah. If you know, I don't know, what, another language? Or you just, <laughs> you want them to do it in another language or just English? Just English. Or another language. That would be cool. Unless they say something else. We'd have to run through the translator before we commit to it. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> like I told you before, fucking wake up all the Russian sleeper cells or something because I don't know Russian nope I'm slow and the fucking bro their language when they write it it looks like hieroglyphics to me almost I know right there's no as a stupid American none of it makes sense to me like I can't you can't figure out any of it this first word here is supposed to be my name and it looks like a backwards E a N (laughs) It looks like a normal lowercase a, a backwards N with a bowl on top of it, <laughs> some kind of space invader uh, barricade, uh, a backwards K and a forwards K, but they're sharing one line, and a normal lowercase a. And somehow, that's Elijah. I don't get it, but they probably and don't the, get ours and the, either. In the middle of it, it says, ha. Ha. <laughs> I couldn't even tell you which... Oh, it's on. Ha is on. Maybe? That's what it says. When you go over to it, and you, like, put your cursor on it or whatever, Oh. it highlights on the other side which word it is. Nice. But it just says... It actually says, Elijah, you ready, bring, on, weird. The one between on and weird doesn't even light up for me. Yeah. 
at C E Quail backwards R. <laughs> what the fuck that thing is? It's a quailer. I have no idea. We are offending Putin so much right now, man. We don't know his language. I wonder how much English he knows. Probably a lot. I think he's a fucking smart ass dude. Yeah? Dude, you don't go in power unless he's not a huge guy. You know what I mean? He's not like oh. the mountain from whatever that fucking show is going in and saying like, I'm in charge. He's just like, he's fucking smart. But he rides all the bears. Look, maybe that's smart. You get in good with the bears and nobody's going to fuck with you, man. <laughs> you know? Maybe. What are you drinking, man? You told me you had oh. a good beer for Dietlov Pass. Yep. I found this uh, at the local store, and it's a, it's, uh, the brand has been floating around for a little bit. I never really jumped on it, but when I saw this kind, I'm like, oh, yeah, I should try this. The picture is the dude from the Big, Le- Big Lebowski. I don't know why, but know. the it's called Innuendo, okay. and it's a white Russian-styled stout. Well, that's why it's got it's, the dude. Because it's white Russian? Because he drinks white Russians. Okay. Yeah. It's all coming together. I've mm-hmm. never might want to upset somebody. Don't say it. Don't I've tell never seen the, uh, Are you going to say I've never seen it? the Big Lebowski. Ah! I've never seen it. <laughs> I'm going to have to watch it, probably by myself. Hey, you got to watch it, man. It's funny. Uh, stout brewed with uh, cacao? C-A-C-A-O? Cacao? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Lactose and cold brewed coffee. Dude, this beer is a complicated case. You know, a lot of ins and a lot of outs, a lot of what have yous, light in color. We brewed the we brewed this without kilned or roasted malts, getting its characteristic style flavors and adult beverage notes from cow what was that again? Cacao? Cacao. Lactose and cacao. Lactose and cold brewed coffee. Thank you. We brew and package our beer with purpose so it can be enjoyed by anyone anywhere. From backpack to front porch and everywhere in between. Yeah. It's out of, they're out of Maine. How is it? It's good. I had one the other day. I wanted to try it. It's Did, I, did you hear me say it was 9.5%? Oh, shit, no. This one's 9.5%, and then <clears throat> it was only a four-pack because they're tall cans, and then I got a six-pack of clearance beer. It's the uh, Dogfish Head Midas Touch, and yeah. that one's 9%. What are you drinking? Because well, when I told you I was getting a special beer, you said, damn, dude, I should probably get a special beer. Well, I couldn't find anything as close as yours. That actually said Russian? Yeah, or had anything to do with Russia. Mine has to do with uh, North Carolina, and it's by New Belgium, but it's accumulation. So I thought snow, it's a snow Man. beer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They found these people under like fucking, what, 12 feet of snow or some shit like that? Yeah, and actually, you know what? We are recording this in the middle, and people will be hearing this right at the end, or right when they started finding the bodies of the 62nd anniversary of this incident. No fucking shit. How did we, we'll randomly do this. Just We totally randomly did it, dude. I don't know how we did it. Synchronicity, you know how we fucking did it. We did an episode on synchronicities. (laughs) January 25th. Is when uh, things started to accumulate. Eh, there you go. Rolled it back into your beer. So it actually wasn't a poor pickup by me then. No. I think that was one of the ones that I was eyeballing for for it. 
because there was snow stuff, accumulation. There was a couple other like winter beers. I'm like, yeah, yeah, this, this. Oh, this one actually says Russian. I was gonna get the hot blizzard, and I was like, oh, that you know that works. But then I saw this, and I was like, I'll go with this because I've had hot. I'm pretty sure I've had hot blizzard on here before, but I don't think I've had this one. I don't know. It doesn't say anything funny on it. It's just a <laughs> white, a white India pale ale. It's a six point two percent. That's all right. Yeah. We're going to do the socials up front here. Patreon.com slash bring on the weird. And you can drop the commercials there at the beginning, in the middle, in the end, and the whole thing. Do you have the page up so you can see the peoples? Nope, but I can bring it up real quick with my well, fucking just, stream deck. I could just run through them. Oh, oh, well, hey, fuck it. If you got it up right there. Actually, it takes me to our posts. So okay. <laughs> it takes me a second to get there. Uh, first shout out goes to Justin Dismukes. I'm trying to get there, and, dude. <laughs> all right, I'll I'll do the first two if you get there. Uh, and then Nathan Layton. Yep, and we those got, are the five dollar pledges. Mm-hmm. And we got well, you shouldn't fucking air their business out there, dude. Shouldn't say why. How, don't hey, don't tell the people how much <laughs> they're giving us. <laughs> then they're gonna know how rich we are. Oh yes, super rich. All oh, four of these. But we got uh, Dakota. Thank you. She's been a patron for a long time. Mm-hmm. And Connor Carroll, also been a patron for a while. Damn right. Thanks, everyone, for your patronage. Thank you very much. Eventually, it might make this show better, although you still have us two dumbasses hosting it. <laughs> <laughs> Unless we bring on a guest that sounds smarter than us. Hey, that could be anybody, okay? Anybody. <laughs> If you bring my eight-year-old in here, she could do it. No doubt. <laughs> oh, shit. Close that. I didn't want to close that. What other business do we have? Podchaser.com slash bring on the weird. Apple Podcast, bring on the weird. Leave us five stars and, um, I don't know. Wait till the end of this episode and then you can tell us your theories on this wild damn case. We mostly thought about this case because of the new evidence or the new conclusions they came to yeah i i would say their new swamp gas you know what i mean oh <laughs> uh, you didn't see a ufo it was swamp gas it was a weather balloon this sounds like this new evidence sounds total bullshit to me because they just want to put it to bed they're like yeah. oh fuck you gotta dig up another body again fuck guys it's mm-hmm. been 50 years 60 years leave us alone and really they know what happened yeah they know what happened uh, if you guys want some dope merch, go to myconspiracytees.com slash bringonaweird or tpublic.com search bringonaweird. Find something cool there. Yep. And I uh, just, yeah, we signed up for an Amazon affiliate program. Mm-hmm. And we actually have a store on Amazon now. And it, the way it's set up is you kind of curate things around Amazon. And I, I've started curating, and uh, you could jump in there too anytime. Oh, you're making lists. That, you're actually putting that stuff on there. Yeah, so oh. I you create a like a wish list. I'm sure you've done that on Amazon yourself. Mm-hmm. This yeah, is an well. ideas list for our website or uh, an idea ideas list for our storefront. So there's a there's one list of alien stuff, just like strictly alien heads, pretty much. And then there's one that's for cryptids, uh, recommended books, and we have to tell you up front. With the storefront, if you use that storefront to get any of those items, 
then we get 3% of whatever you pay, which is awesome. We get a kickback and you get your you get your stuff. Yeah, that's another great way to support the show. If you, I mean, if you're looking for alien shit, go through us, get your alien shit, and then we get a little kickback. Yeah, that's awesome. That yeah. would be super cool. I mean, then then you wouldn't be a consistent payment through Patreon, which consistent payments would get you no ads. I mean, this is our own personal ad. But the website <laughs> uh, is Amazon.com slash shop slash bring on the weird. And it'll be in the show notes. I'll make sure to put it in there. Okay. Along with all the other links that we talked about. Yeah, it's a whole it's becoming a this major library of things in the show notes. Well, hey, I've seen some podcasts that have way, way longer show notes than we do. So Do some of them put the actual transcript of the show in there? Oh, I don't know about that. Maybe I mean maybe some of them do, but I haven't seen it on any of the shows I listen to, but I mean, it's sponsor links, and it's basically transcripts of the sponsorship and all, just insanity. Oh, yeah. It's a lot for a show description. Yeah, you're scrolling down for almost a fucking minute before you get to the end of the description. <laughs> it's insane. Chip, chapter four, affiliations. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was when I was doing the research for this, you know, building up all the story, we knew a little bit about the story individually way before yeah but then we started really getting into the research here and the other day i was thinking man maybe i should tarantino this and tell you like three quarters of the way of what i think happened and then unpack it from there kind of go back to the beginning okay yuri yudin is a wear yeti wow (laughs) okay i didn't expect it (laughs) whoa you think and so? What? It is kind of suspicious, right? A little bit. So January 25th, 1959 is when they uh, actually arrive in Ivdale and take the bus to Vizay. Or Vizay. They, this was all starting, they were building up to this, and the idea for this whole thing was that they were, uh, the whole group, all ten of them, were level two hikers. Category two hikers. Yeah, so they're, they're all very experienced. Yes, extremely experienced people. They knew what they were doing. They they set out in February in northern Russia to go more north. What was it, 190 miles or something? Uh, that sounds right and, to me. So I would never think about that. I don't want to walk a mile in snow. No, <laughs> I don't want to walk from my front door to my car in snow. <laughs> And they're like, "Ah, oh, comrade, let's walk 190 miles. We'll get a new, we'll get a new badge." And I think that this trail was, I think it's classified as a Category Three. I think that's how they were going to get their um, their badge or whatever it was. Yeah, it's like I think it's their the next, hardest, uh, right? Classification or something. Yeah, their next uh, certification, grade three, grade three certification. So they're like, "Ah, pff, whatever, we could do it. How hard is it going to be?" Hard. Well, yeah. Fucking it, hard. It, it's not going to... Every time I see the, the, the Vize, I think of that kid. You remember that... Have you ever seen that video of the kid who's got a broken arm and he's all fucked up on uh, medicine? And he's like, what's up, kids? It feels good. I feel dizzy. I feel dizzy. <laughs> so now I'm thinking of Vize. You know? <laughs> 
I know it's so stupid, but as soon as I saw Vize, I was like, oh, shit. And boom, I remembered that fucking kid. <laughs> nice. <laughs> now, uh, yes, this area was a grade three certification. You know, if you got through this, you you get that certification. But maybe, maybe don't go across the area that is, has a nickname, Death Mountain. I don't think that was a nickname. I think that was a translation of the actual name. <laughs> From the, the Mansi people? Yeah, well, I think, so I think it means two different things. Okay, Mountain of Death, Death Mountain, something like that. And I heard also it means don't go there by the Mansi. Literally, don't go there. Yeah, so why don't we go there in February, or between the end of January and the beginning of February? Why don't we, why don't we just walk up there? Yeah, I mean, it's lovely that time of year, right? I guess. Never, never snows. No, no, not at all. <laughs> the temperature was what? Between negative 13 and negative 22 is what they were determining. Yeah, it got really fucking cold, dude. Like, I, I think I saw negative 25, but, you know, give or take yeah, a few. Well, but, like, 25 below, can you? Fuck, dude, that's cold. Yeah, don't fuck that. I mean, these and are. blowing. <clears throat> these are tough-ass Russian people. So, like, negative 25 to them, you know, they might put a hoodie on. <laughs> you know, I don't know. They they might be tough enough to handle that, but not me. Oh, it's a bit blistery out. <laughs> Zip up. They got fucking icicles hanging from their nose hairs. <laughs> as soon as they start peeing, it just freezes instantly. It turns into, like, a spear. What happened to the uh, Siberian Husky dogs? Was it the Huskies? What are the ones that have the barrel on their collar? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, St. Bernard. That's them. Yeah, they had Where the are those al- guys at? They had the alcohol in them. Right. Warm you right up. Your body can't freeze if it's covered in alcohol. That's so funny. <laughs> that they thought, it'd just take a swig of alcohol and warm you up. And really, it just fucks with your brain. You think you're warm and you're actually colder. Oh, you're talking about paradoxical undressing. Well, no, that's not, not what I was talking about. <laughs> no, but I'm saying like alcohol in general, it tricks your body. You think you're, war- you're warming up. So, you know... Mm. Lumberjacks, they used to do it all the time. They take a, take a, you know, they had a flask. They take a swig while they're working, not to get drunk, but just to stay warm and shit. Yeah, sure. Well, alcohol doesn't freeze, or it takes a lot for alcohol to freeze anyway. So if you get enough in your blood, then your blood's not going to freeze, right? Look, fucking spot <laughs> on, dude. I, I don't, I don't, I see no logic or no uh, flaw in that theory. Also, I don't see no much logic, logic in it. <laughs> <laughs> so the idea was for these people to set out on this journey to earn their certifications. And they range from age 20 to 38. Yeah. The, Do you want to... What? That 38 one is a little strange to me. Because I, I, heard, I heard some theories about this. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I, I, don't, I didn't write them down, but I'll see if I can remember them <clears throat> kind of when we get there. So that means he was, the others ranged from 20 to 24, but he was the only, like, old man with the kids. He's 14 years older than the next oldest up. Yeah. Hanging out with the kids. And that was what? Semyon Zalatorov? Yeah. Tario? We'll go with that. (laughs) So the whole thing is named after Igor Dyatlov. 
Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to attempt his middle name. Look at all that shit. I, There's like I don't, eight, eight, nine, ten syllables in there. I don't have his middle. I don't have any <laughs> middle names. But uh, then there's Yuri Doroshenko. Mm-hmm. You want to do any of them? Yeah, I got Lyudmila Dubinina. Yeah, who was twenty. Yuri Krivonoshenko, who was twenty three. Now, now here I have his other. Like Yuri was his nickname. Okay, but his real name was Georgie. Okay, so Georgie sounds like a nickname to me. Because uh, J E, yeah, not J G E O R G I Y is how they spell Georgie. Okay, I think it's how you pronounce it, and it might be something radically different in a Russian accent. Yeah. Hey, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Judging by their, <laughs> their none letter. of them matches. <laughs> uh, well, hey, did you see that fucking alphabet? Good lord. <laughs> Uh, we got, he was 23, so Georgie Krivonoshenko. Yeah, one of the Yuris. Another one of the Yuris, anyway. Yeah. Alexander Kolovatov. Kolovatov? Yeah. Kolovatov? Uh, I don't know. He was 20. Zineda, what? Go ahead. I was just going to say he was 24. All right. And there's Zineda Komogorova. 22. There's an O. There's O's every other letter there. Yeah, there's a lot of O's in that. Uh, Rustam Slope. Slobodin? Slobodin? I, I would say Slobodin. 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 Well, he was 23. Okay. Nikolai Thibodeau Brignols, sure. who was 23. And you already mentioned Semyon Zolotarov. And he, he was the 38-year-old. Yeah, so you got all these all these kids, basically, in their 20s. And then this Early fucking 20s, guy. Yeah. yeah. This guy is 38. <clears throat> Right. Now, there's some, then there's y- theories Yuri about Yudin. this. What? I, I'm not going to get into it yet, but I'm saying there's theories about this guy, how he kind of showed up, and it seems a little strange. Right. Uh, then there's Yuri Yudin, who, who oh, yeah. he, he's the one that turned back because his uh, rheumatoid arthritis or something flared up. So all the podcasts I listened to said he got ill. I read that he had an issue with his sciatica. Sciatica, rheumatoid arthritis, something along those lines. But I looked this up because I was like, oh, man, maybe somebody was a, a werewolf or something or, or a were-yeti because that there's no werewolves out there. It's yetis. Yep. January 25th was a full moon in 1959. Really? So when they set out... On this journey from, like, the furthest point, January 25th, was a full moon. Yeah, but that's not when they fucking, that's not when all the shit went down. Well, everything says it went down later, but maybe Yuri turned into a were-yeti. He realized what the fuck happened. He's like, oh, I gotta get the fuck out of here. Okay, you sound like you're turning into me here with your crazy theories. (laughs) That's a bit out there, but hey, I'm not gonna knock you, man. Come on, dude, joint pain? He got joint pain because he was transforming into this big-ass monster. Well, if it's sciatica, it's not joint pain. That's a nerve pain. Look, man, some shit's transforming. Maybe maybe he was nervous <laughs> that he was about to kill his friends. <laughs> oh, my nerves are messed up. He's getting all stressed out, and he was getting all... He tweaked one of his nerves, and it just set him off. He's like, well, everybody's fucking dead now. I better write all these journals out and go home. <laughs> I'll call the authorities in three weeks and let them know they're missing. Is that when they went out, though? Was It It was the 25th, wasn't it? 
No, no, no. On the 27th is when they started. Oh, okay. They, the group arrived by train in Ivdale, a town at the center of the northern province of uh, Sverd. Sver, I don't know. There's V's all over the fucking place. Sverdlovsk Oblast in the early morning hours of January 25th. They then took a truck to Visai or Vizhay, a lorry <laughs> village that is last inhabited settlement to the north. While spending the night in Vizhay, the skiers purchased and ate loaves of bread to keep their energy levels up for the following day's hike. Nobody had gluten allergies back then. No, hell no. It kept you alive. <laughs> fucking bread. Sorry, I can't. I'm <laughs> gluten free. Well, you're going to fucking die. Okay, well, Yuri? Die. I just you're assumed. the Winkus Link. Goodbye. Now we're going to eat you. I just assume the person is Yuri. There's so many fucking Yuris. <laughs> That's like Michael in America or David. Well, there's 10... There's ten people, three of them are Yuri's, so if you say Yuri, you've got a 30% chance of getting the right one. I mean, with that logic, <laughs> you you could just be like, hey, Zaneda, then you got a 100% chance of getting your person. <laughs> you know? He yell Yuri, you got one third, you got a 33% chance of getting your man. Lottery's weird, dude. <laughs> On the 27th, they began their track toward um, Gora Otorden. 28th, one member, Yuri Yudin, who suffered from several health ailments, including rheumatism and congenital heart defect. What? At 21? <laughs> Dude, may maybe don't be hiking. Yeah, you need to <laughs> find a new hobby, bro. Like, <laughs> right. play some video games or something, you know? Ooh, 1960s. Not yet. They might add something. Although, I think he died in 2013. So he really? probably plays some games. Yeah. Wow. He wear yetied right up until 2013. So he was in his 20s in the, at like, we'll say 1960. Well, he was born in 1937. Oh, okay. So in 1959. Well, he lived a pretty damn good life then. Yeah. Yeah, he did. All right. He turned back due to knee and joint pain that made him unable to continue the hike. The remaining nine hikers continued the trek. For not very much longer. No, not much longer. So what I saw was when they decided to camp, it was like during yeah. during a, a pretty bad snowstorm, right? Yeah. So it, it was dark. They didn't want to go any further. Like it was just too much, too much further for them to go to where they wanted to for the end of that day. Yeah. And where... I guess, like, right around a mile away from where they actually camped was a wooded area, which would have gave them a lot of protection from that snow. Right. So I don't know if they, I don't know if they passed that wooded area or if they they didn't want to go back to that wooded area because they had gone so much further. Because uh, I have one part here that says Yudin, Yuri Yudin, speculated Dyatlov probably did not want to lose the altitude they had gained going up the hill, or he decided to practice camping on the mountain slope during all this shit. Instead of going yeah. back to the trees with the more guaranteed protection from the elements in the trees, <clears throat> well, we're just going to set up camp on the side of the fucking hill, boys. It's fucking crazy. You're like, <clears throat> essentially, you're the leader of this group. Yeah. And you're like, you know what? It's a fucking blizzard. I can't see shit. Let's practice something. <laughs> what? This seems like a weird speculation. 
you practice it when the weather is okay. You know what I mean? You can see some shit. Like, let's practice camping on the side of the mountain now. Yeah. But, uh, and look, man, like you said before, these guys are some badass Russians. These are the perfect yeah. conditions to practice, comrade. Come. <laughs> I can't even see you when you're talking to me. The snow is so thick. <laughs> it was probably horrible. We barely get winters. We were just discussing that this winter has been like a legit winter this year. Texas is all fucked up right now, and it's cold here. Yeah. We were supposed to get some ice today, but we didn't. I woke up with a little bit of ice. Nothing crazy. And I walked outside and kind of put my hand on my car and pushed the ice away. I'm like, yeah, I can go to work. Now, Thursday, on the other hand, whew. They're saying about six inches for us here. Uh, they're thinking five to eight for us. Probably leaning on eight. When I checked, it was six. I don't remember. Six to eight, four to six for us, but the closer we get, that's going to get narrowed down, and we'll see. Anyway. As it's falling, they'll be like, oh, 3.7 inches. Well, thanks. Yeah. I don't need you now. I don't need you now. It's happening now. (laughs) I can't prepare now. It's I'm in the present. (laughs) But hold on, hold on. Let me, real quick before we get off this topic, all the people who hate on meteorologists and they're like oh they never get it right these motherfuckers are literally trying to predict the future okay <laughs> cut them some slack right i hate this look i'll believe when i see it okay okay yeah they're predicting the fucking future <laughs> relax true that's a very good point so kids listen up if you want to be kind of right for your job be a meteorologist you can predict the future, and people will bitch about it, but you don't have to be necessarily right. So, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, like, stop freaking out every time the meteorologist calls for four to six inches and you get two and a half. All right? It, they're they're literally predicting this days in advance. Cut these guys some slack. End yeah. of rant. And, and it, <laughs> maybe not. It's worst case scenario. They're giving you the worst case scenario. Prepare for this shit. Prepare for the worst. Hope, hope for, for the best. best. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Oh, you want us to be exactly right? You want us to be exactly right? Okay. You're going to get 10 and a half inches of snow. Oh, fuck. There it is. Well, I we only like got now. 10. So that motherfucker is wrong. <laughs> fuck him up. You lying son of a... Give me his pay. <laughs> I wish I could have a job where I'm right only a quarter of the time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... anyway i wonder i seriously doubt that these people had a weather forecast at all in january of 1959 i mean they had to expect that they were going to run into some bad conditions and they actually before they made camp this night they stopped i forget where it was but they made they left provisions there for their way back. Like, these people, were they knew what they were doing. They were smart. Right. Not only, because when I first read that, I'm like, what'd they do? Just lay a bag next to a tree? No, they put this thing up on stilts so that snow could still build up around it and they could still find it later on their way back. So they were going past this place. They left some breads and stuff, liquids, provisions, like you said, on this platform. Because they were going to come back in a day or two. Right. And I know we keep saying these people were smart. They knew what they were doing. But that's a very important part of this story. Right. Because they they were 
they weren't just some lollygabbing college kids that were going out on this fucking hill. They they knew they knew what they wanted. They were ready to do this. They were sponsored by the twenty first communist party or some crazy shit because that's that's how they did stuff. Oh, this hiking party's going out here. Well, take my uh, promotional material with you. Twenty first Congress of the Communist Party of the Soviet Union. I guess we're at this point now where, because we already talked about them camping, right? Yeah, so they set up camp on the, uh, they thought it was a safe place to set up their tent, set up the camp here where they did. Yeah. But the new speculation, the new theory is that maybe it wasn't as safe as they thought it was. Maybe they were kind of snow blind and it wasn't as flat as they believed. Well, I figure we'll text, we'll, yeah, text. I figure we'll touch on that, like, at the end, right? Like, the new theory? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, Dietlov, he, uh, he, I guess he arranged with Yudin that he would send a telegram once the group returned to Vizay, and then it never arrived. And then that's when everything was kind of like, oh, shit, what happened to these fucking people? Like, where are they at? Yeah, at first he was like, you know what, you know, Maybe they did hit some bad weather. Maybe it's gonna it's gonna take him a couple of days. Well, I think Dietlov told him, like, you know, expect you know, we'll be back at this day, but give us a few days grace period because we don't know what we're gonna hit. Yeah, that makes sense. Want to take a break there? Oh yeah, I guess we should, huh? Yeah, I think so. Crazy shit's going down. Yuri's left the group. They're all camped there. Everything seems settled, but it's not. Dun dun dun. <laughs> there they are setting in the tent it's negative 13 degrees fahrenheit basically the same thing in celsius because it's fucking cold doesn't matter once you get to those temperatures it doesn't matter it's a c and or an f yeah well nobody cares yeah you're probably right i mean it's that's freezing fucking cold well it is to us i don't know i mean I don't know how cold it is. How cold does it feel to them? I don't know. People who grow up in Wisconsin have a different idea of cold than people who grow up in Florida. Oh, for sure. Because the people in Wisconsin probably go swimming when it's 60 degrees for the high. Yeah, they go to Florida and it's like, I don't know, 55 degrees. And everyone down there is fucking wearing, you know, they're all wearing hoodies and jackets. And they're like, this is fucking great. What are you talking about? Right. That's a question I had throughout this is, yes, it's cold. Uh, but uh, how are they conditioned right. for right. this? I don't know. I, th- I think it really depends on where you're from. Because everyone always acts like it was f- fucking cold. And it is to us. But it right. might not have been that bad to them. So, if you, yeah, if your body's conditioned for that kind of temperature then maybe it's not so bad to them as they are active in it. But, dude, I'm probably not going to be wandering around out there in my fucking undies. No, no. I mean, you're still going to get frostbite like a body does. Yeah, because the body can only stand so much. Did we learn that with Unit 731? Somebody tested that at some point. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway... So, so Yuri Yudin left them January 28th, and then the group made their way to where the ultimate goal was, and uh, 
Did they? On February 1st. Well, they headed towards that way, but on February 1st, on their journey, they go 500 meters off their planned route and pitch their tent on the north slope of Colat Siakil. Siakil? Siakil? C-Y-A-K-H-L. Come on, dude. Kill's right in the name. Yes. <laughs> Colat Siakil? Siakil? I, don't, I have no idea. Uh, well, they call it Diatlov Pass now, but it's not where they went, but where they ended. They intended to go. Now, according to this website I just pulled up, it's interestingengineering.com. The Kolat Siakil, okay. in the language of the indigenous people, Kolat Siakil means dead mountain. Yeah, don't go there. Nope. <laughs> Probably don't, they, they named it there for some reason. Don't go there. If it, <laughs> uh-uh. Mm-mm. No, you didn't. <laughs> mm, girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely be one of those people that are like, nope, no, no. It it says dead mountain for a reason. No, I'm not going there. Give me some crackers and some hot chocolate. I'll go back to the fucking cabin. Yeah, go to the cabin. <laughs> No, these badass Russians set up camp there. Yeah, and I don't know if I'm getting this from the new theory or what, but they had dug out snow. Now, let me say now, this area is not at all known for avalanches. They have avalanches in, you know, in Russia and shit, but this area that they were at is, avalanches are very few and far between. So they... Now, could they have been confused because they intended to go one way and they ended up 500 meters off course from where they intended to go? So, like, oh, yeah, this is definitely the place where avalanches do not happen. We can dig into the snow here and we don't have to worry about it because the slope of this area, according to the map, that they didn't know was wrong, the slope here is fine and we're going to be fine. I would say no. I would say the whole area is not known for avalanches it's not going to be just a small i mean they just went 500 meters off it would which in reality isn't that that far i suppose not but i don't know you you might raise a good point there either way they were a little they were a little bit off but they decided that avalanches were not a concern here and they set up camp dug into the snow Mm. and it's either from the new evidence or the new knowledge that what they did was they they set up their skis as sort of a uh, a flat structure in their tent or below their tent. They had the skis up, and it wasn't the skis like kind of supporting the tent. Yeah, that was the idea that they were more of a solid structure to support the tent, and you know, with all the winds and the extra extra snow. Potentially some sort of snow drift. Yeah, I don't think they had... Well, did they have, like, giant nine-person tents back then? I don't know. Everything that I've learned up to this point, I was just thinking about that. I know we have a, a fucking mega tent that holds all of us plus, but I don't know if they had that many then, but everything that I've read, it doesn't really say there was more than one tent. Yeah, it's it's one tent. I'm looking at a picture of it right now. It looks basically like a tarp that hung over a rope and skis supported it. So a pup tent? I guess. What's that? Uh, I, it's just like a tarp that hangs over sticks. Yeah, 
there's really no door. There's no zipper or anything. Well, I think this. So this had to have a zipper. It had to have a door. I would like to think so. It had to, because why? They wouldn't just put up a tarp. Why would they make such a big deal about what is about to happen if there was no door? Right. That's a good point. Because something, whatever happened, something scared the shit out of them. I don't, the way they found these people, I don't understand what they were doing. Like, were they in the middle of changing their clothes and some shit went down? Because the way some of them were found, they were found in their, in almost nothing, like socks and underwear. I would never, ever undress myself in a tent like that when it's 13 degrees out. Negative 13. Yeah, but you might if you're Russian. If, like, you're used to that weather. That's <laughs> I that's guess. what I was getting at earlier. I'm pretty sure one of them had a, one shoe on and one shoe off or one sock on and one sock off. The whole thing is bonkers the way they, in, you know, the ultimate way they ended up finding these people. Well, it says that. So, I'm looking right here on this interesting engineering. It says they were wearing only socks, a single shoe, or were barefoot. That's insane. Is it? I I don't know. It is to us. Yes, it, it sounds absolutely bonkers to us. So, the evidence shows that something... No. The evidence shows that they cut their way out of the tent from the inside. Yeah, and at first I was thinking, how do you know? Because they were like, no, it's definitely from the inside. I'm like, it's just a thin, how do you know? But I guess the way the fibers kind of curled or whatever, that's how they could tell it was cut from the inside. Okay. So something, something did not come into them. They were forced out. Something scared them or forced them out of the tent some way that they had to emergency rush out of the tent yeah they didn't even have time to unzip the door they had to cut their way out right so let me pose this maybe they did have time but maybe whatever the threat was was at the door so they cut their way out of the back sure sure i get that but they were in like this weird it was almost perfect that most of them were in this weird transition of clothes now, two of them were mostly clothed, and the uh, the theory is that they were actually standing on the outside, standing guard, uh, standing watch, something. Yeah, so I, I heard that, too, and I heard that maybe they yelled, Avalanche! And they were like, F-, just sliced it open and ran. Because when, sure, so these experienced people were like, okay, I've heard the word avalanche. It's time to get into gear. Go, 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 go. Yeah, you don't have time to... Or, look, maybe they did have time to open the door, but maybe one guy was sitting there with his knife in his hand, and he just turned and was like, fuck it! And just... Ow. Re- yeah, so, I, I don't know. And the fact that they were all in various states of undress, like you said, maybe, for all you know, they. I mean, maybe they were like putting medicine on their blisters and shit. So maybe that's why they had their shoes and socks off and shit like that. Maybe they were just kind of mending their wounds from the, the harsh hike they just had. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Cause I mean, they, they hiked this, they set up a fucking campsite in the middle 
I, I don't want to say blizzard. I don't know if it was a blizzard, but in the middle of a massive snowstorm, they're probably worn yeah. out. They got to, you know, oh, I got blisters all over my feet and all this shit. And the next yeah, thing you know, some sucks. Some fucking assholes yelling avalanche are like, shit, fuck, as if this night couldn't get worse, you know? <laughs> Time to go. My adrenaline is still going. Let's go. Let's go. Now, that was, um, they set the tent up on February 1st. February 2nd is the theorized day of death for most of them. Some deaths are easily explained, while others are hard to explain. Now, on the 2nd. Really? On February 12th is when they were expected back in Vizhay. Okay, yeah. So 10 days later, they were expected back, but they had already been dead for that long. But they didn't even send search parties out. Like, Yuri Yudin was like, okay, you know, I'll give them a couple days or whatever. Mm -hmm. Search parties were finally sent out on February 21st. Jeez, dude. And they weren't even found until the 26th, right? Right. Yes. And I saw somewhere that, you know, Yuri Yudin said, look, you know, all these people were supposed to be at this place at this day, and they're not. And I think it was Yuri who said, you know, he let the authorities know, and the authorities were like, yeah, we already found them. They're fine. Really? And so they fucking lied. Apparently, they, they there's an idea that they lied at some point, but... Uh, regardless of they if they lied or not at that point, they didn't find anything until what the twenty sixth, twenty seventh of February. The twenty sixth is when they found their tent. Yeah. Fucking Russia, lying. <laughs> oh, yeah, we were talking so good about Russia for three quarters of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Look, they're tough fucking people. All right. They are fucking tough. If America goes to war with Russia, I got confidence in America. But not against Russia. <laughs> you know, back in like Vietnam when uh, I forget whoever it was, he was like, "Don't invade uh, America," I th- or maybe it was Japan. But th- basically, because there's there'll be a gun behind every blade of grass, like basically saying like America's gonna fuck us up if we go there. Well, yeah. I kind of think Russia. I mean, every motherfucker in Russia. Can probably get shot 60 times and still <laughs> come at you. There's no yeah. joke, man. <laughs> They're probably. tough motherfuckers. Yeah. No, yeah. But against the elements like this, maybe not. Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, at least not these people. The elements, that's speculative. I don't know. I don't know if it was against the elements. that. <laughs> I don't know if it's the elements or, that killed them. Or something else. Yeah. So February 27th is when they started finding the bodies, but not all of them. Well, we, we should also mention the rescuers for were from the Ural Polytechnical Institute. Okay. I don't know why that's relevant, but in case anybody's from there, you know, I figure we'll give them a shout out. Way to go, guys. It's been 62 years. Congratulations. <laughs> you figured nothing out. <laughs> all you did was find a fucking dent. And some frozen people. Well, I think it was just frozen people at this point, but later on, they're like, what the fuck happened to these people? Oh, because of the photos. Well, yeah, and all of the evidence on the bodies. Yeah. It... Uh, so the 27th, they found Doroshenko, Krivanashenko, Krivanashenko? Go with that. Uh, Komogorova, and Dyatlov. Yeah, that's it. 
When? On the 27th. Fandoroshenko, Krivanashenko, Komalogorova, and Dyatlov on the 27th. Four of them. Oh, okay. You got that? I, I got something slightly different. All right, go ahead. So I, I could be wrong, but I got that the first bodies they found were uh, Krivanashenko and Doroshenko, and they were only in their underwear, and they were found near like uh, a large pine tree, which was almost a mile away from the tent. So that's where the stand of trees were, was not quite a mile from where they actually set up. Yeah. So what I got was they found those two bodies. There were signs that they had lit a fire. And also what they had found was on the tree there, there there was trees there that there was fucking like skin. Like they had fucked up their hands. They were trying so hard to climb Ugh. the tree to like run away from whatever the fuck it was. And they broke branches and they couldn't get up the trees. Yes. And... Didn't one of them have skin in his teeth? Oh, dude, I don't know that. I don't, didn't get that. I, oh, it really, it, it eludes me who it was. I believe one of them had skin in his, in his mouth or in his teeth from his hand. Human? Yeah, yeah. From his hand. Yeah, I guess. Maybe, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if maybe he was trying to like, you know, you get a hangnail and you bite it off. Maybe he got a bunch of hangnails from trying to climb a fucking tree. Well, maybe he thought it was a bunch of splinters and shit and he was trying to dig it out. Yeah, maybe. March 2nd is when a group found the the cache of supplies that they had stashed earlier. Uh, March 4th was the autopsy of the four. March 5th, they found the body of Slobodin, uh... Then March 8th is they did the autopsy of him. March 9th is when Doroshenko and Komogorova are buried in Mia Yovsko Cemetery. Krivonoshenko is buried in Ivanovsko Cemetery. Man, <laughs> I'm very American. Sorry. Dyatlov and Slobodin are buried in uh, Mihailovsko Cemetery, the same place Doroshenko and Komogorova. Komogorova are buried. That's a hard one. The Kolomor... Komogorova, because every other fucking letter is an O. K-O-L-O-M-O-G-O-R-O-V-A. <laughs> Kolomogorova. <laughs> like, literally, except for that last A, every other letter is an O. Not until... so. May 17th, the first investigator is fired. Vladimir Kurotev is fired, and somebody else takes over for the investigation. Not until May 5th did they find a den where uh, they assume Dubinina, uh, Kolovatov, and Thebo Bregnol, and Zolo Tarov are found. May 5th. May! They, could, they didn't even find these people until things were thawing way out. Well, yeah, they couldn't. They couldn't go up there because, I mean, it's similar to Everest. People die on Everest all the time, and they just fucking leave them there. Yeah, you can't. What are you going to do with them? Yeah, nobody goes after them. The, I mean, this is kind of similar in, you know, in the aspect that they're not. 
I'm not going up there right now when it's fucking snow. No, I'll wait until no. the spring when it thaws the fuck out and yeah, really, or the summer or whatever you want to call it. Um, when they were doing the autopsies, May twenty seventh is when they determined that there was radiation on the clothes and tissues of Dubinina, Kolovatov, Theobobregnol, and Zolotarov. Yeah, so what's interesting about that is, let me scroll back up in my, my shit here. Uh, Zolotarov worked at a nuke plant, like a nuclear oh, facility. Really? Yes. Oh, okay. I read that if you get radiation, like if it's on your shoes or whatever, it can fucking hang around for a while. That was a that was a thirty eight year old Simeon Zolotarov. Correct. So okay. it could hang around for a while. Maybe he just brought it with him. But would it spread to everybody else too? I mean, if, I mean, it spread to him. Why couldn't he spread it to others? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. I suppose. I mean, maybe it was in his hair. Maybe he didn't shower and it was, you know, he had some fucking isotopes in his hair and it spread oh, to. So, that, so that's why he's a tough fucking Russian. Because he works in a nuclear power plant, fuck showers, just absorb the nuclear radiation. I read all the stories on Rasputin. He was a badass. I'm going to be fine. Did you say a toe fucking Russian? Tough. Oh. Tough. I was like, <laughs> a toe fucking God. Russian? What is that? You know what? He's got a really big <laughs> foot fetish. Oh, oh fucking Zolotoryov or whatever. He's a toe fucker. <laughs> a toe Where fucking he Russian. Toes? Toe fucker? Fuck toe one. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't have the full the actual list of injuries. Do you have that? Um, I don't know who who had what, but I know there was. Uh, there are some theories about different ones having crushed skulls. There was, I think at least one of them had a cracked skull. You're like, well, maybe this guy was completely disoriented. That's why he did all this other stuff. That was uh, Thibaut Brignoles. Was he one of the ones that, no, he was not one of the ones that went back. There was, there was two that they thought, we're like, okay, oh my god, our tent is out there. We gotta go back to our tent. The tent is that way. So two of them headed towards the tent. There was three that went back towards the tent. Okay. And I think that was Dietlov, Kolomogorova, and Slobodin. Okay, so... And, but they were... It, it was weird, because they were... They were spaced out, like, evenly. It was like, one got it, and then, you know... Whatever got him, then ran after the other one. Got him, then ran after the other one. Got you know what I mean? It was almost like it was too fucking weird. It was just too right. Something it just the the dominoes. Well, it makes you think it's a, a single, almost like a, a single. Let's say a beast. Let's say a beast got him. The beast gets one, does his thing. Then boom, the beast goes after the other, does his thing. Then boom, goes after the other. Do- so you would think they would be evenly spaced apart if they're yeah. running at like roughly the same speed. Yeah, which you can only run so fast when you're running through how many inches, meters of snow with no fucking clothes on. Yeah, good bet. Let's start talking about some of those injuries. So 
was it Ludmilla? Ludmilla? Ludmilla, whatever the fuck her name is. Was that the one who was missing her tongue? Yeah, one was missing her tongue. Um, was she also missing her eyes? Yeah, yeah. So the the tongue was removed at the root. So like, how does that? Mm-mm-mm. It wasn't cut out. It sounds like it was ripped. So a bird will go for the eyes of a dead animal because it's soft tissue. It's easy. They don't have to work too hard for it. Boom! They can get the eyeballs. They can eat the fucking eyeballs. Makes so, sense. So you're you're saying that it was probably birds who took the eyeballs of this one, and I think somebody else is missing their eyes, weren't they? Uh, I don't know. I thought it was. You know what? I don't know. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my guess is birds took the eyeballs. Okay. The tongue. That's pretty baffling because a bird doesn't have enough strength to rip the tongue out a wolf or a fox they're gonna bite down bite through it and then that's it yeah something like grabbed her tongue and just fucking pulled and ripped that fucking thing out just kept pulling and pulling and ripping it out now they would have to pull and also hold her head down yeah because the head she still had her head. Yeah, the head's going to go with it, right? But they would have... you think so. This, this force would have to grab the tongue, pull, hold the head down, and rip the tongue out. Mm. It wasn't mm. only that, though, right? It was... Was it her or was it somebody else who had... The lips were gone. Uh, I don't know. I know her and Zelatoryov had... They had, like, major fractures in their chest. Oh, that's the other thing. the The issue with that is they were ha- they had fractures, they had broken ribs in their chest, but the the weird thing is they didn't have soft tissue damage. There was no bruising; it was yeah. just crushed on the inside. Yeah, and the doctor that examined the bodies said that it would have to. Be, it was the same force to cause this would have to be like a car crash. The force that was needed to cause these fractures is comparable to a car crash. But they don't have any external injuries. No, they don't have anything wrong with their soft tissue for, for those. The, okay, maybe maybe birds took, took the eyes and they ripped the lips off because they could get to the soft of the tongue. Maybe, I don't... But some of them had some weird wounds like the, the cracked skull before death. Yeah. Oh, and so, uh, real quick, I, I, I got to mention uh, Ludmilla, Ludmilla, Dubinina. Uh, <laughs> she had uh, blood coagulated in her stomach, which indicates she lost her tongue while she was still alive. Oh, shit. Yeah. That didn't happen after she died because the blood's not going to do that. So she swallowed some of her blood, and she may have died because she had blood. She was ingesting blood. Well, I think she died because she got fucked up by a fucking Yeti. You're a Ute in the Yeti. (laughs) Actually, the more I think about this, the less I think it is a Yeti. I think a Yeti's going to leave a lot of bruising. Oh, because it's going to beat the shit out of him first. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of external injuries. This whole thing was a 
fucking mess, dude. It it's really really bizarre, man. And well, I guess we're coming to the end here, aren't we? Yeah, I think so. The whole thing is just a a mess. E- even up till today, I think they it wasn't terribly long ago in history that they exhumed one of the bodies to to do more research. But I think that was when they decided that it was probably a car crash because some of the injuries, only some, not all of them, only some look like it was a car crash because they have tested um, and seen the same kind of injuries on cadavers that they put through crash tests. Yeah. Which is weird. Like, I'm all about donating my body to science, you know, if... That's if that's a cool thing to do, but damn, just, just stick, just prop me up in a driver's seat and see what happens. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so real quick, uh, there's two things we got to mention, dude. the The 38 year old Zolotoryov or whatever you call him. There's theories that so there there's pictures of like orange orbs and all this shit. Oh yeah, yeah. So there's there's theories that they were testing weapons, and these kids got in the way, and they were like, you know what, fucking kill them. And Zolotoryov is was a member of the KGB. Okay, because he showed up out of nowhere and was just like, oh yeah, hey, I'll I'll join you guys. Really? There's a theory that he was involved with the KGB. And he was there to kind of, if they saw anything, to kill him. Oh, so what could he have possibly seen? The orange orbs could have been Russian weapons testing. Okay. I did see something that it's the, uh, there's a possibility that they, they as in the powers that be, the Russian Russian government, Russian military, whoever, used that area. They assumed nobody was there, so they used that area as a testing ground so they could have fired something or set something off in that area that scared the shit out of these people and then they ran for their lives and didn't make it there's a couple things i got to mention here this new theory that it was a fucking avalanche no because i saw the tent when they found it and it there's barely any snow on a tent an avalanche when did they find it they they found the tent a week later Two weeks later. Yeah, but still, dude, it's basically sitting on top of the snow with a little bit of snow on top of it. I mean, you guys can find these pictures. It's that's yeah, it's basically still in its upright form with a little bit of snow on top of it. Not an avalanche. The theory, the theory that I saw, I watched the the YouTube video where they went out to try to recreate the what happened. And they dug out so much so they could fit in fit in where a tent was, and then they kind of forced a semi avalanche, which the ice block would be the size of a small car, to smash over a tent that had some structural integrity, like the skis under it or holding it up in some fashion. Mm-hmm. So that so that's a possibility of how the injuries could have happened. That this massive ice block the size of a car just kind of bowled over some of them, but nobody was left in the tent. Yeah, that no, no, 
It's bullshit, dude. Yeah, I'm not and, buying the whole avalanche thing either. No, because an, aval- an avalanche doesn't rip your fucking tongue out. No. It will cause exterior injuries, right? Yeah, bruising. You it's, would see bruising, especially on somebody who was still alive for hours after. If dude had a cracked skull then and he was still running around, you could see that he was still doing stuff post crack skull come on yeah yeah also i gotta lay another theory to rest and that is that the local tribes did this oh the mancy people and no this is a mancy trail and also let me remind you that they found nine sets of footprints leaving the tent they didn't find more there was There's not... one thing I saw that said somebody. There's a possibility that somebody saw a set, one set of combat boots within those footprints within okay. that single file. Okay. That's, I guess we didn't mention that either. When they left the tent to go to wherever they were, to wherever they were possibly fleeing, w- escaping from the tent, single file. They did. Yeah, they walked straight oh. to wherever they were going, which is kind of weird. You know, if you're panicking, everybody's going to, every man for themselves. Yeah, you're going to Follow me, walk this trail. Was the the gates of the, the footprints, was it a running gate or was it a walking gate? Um, I'm not sure about that. I just wonder if they were forced out at gunpoint and, like, walk this way. Yeah, but then, okay, sure, maybe... If that were the case, that they were forced out by gunpoint, there's a couple sitting under that tree that had a fire with the branches that were broken around it. And then there was a couple that were in a... There was others that were in a den somewhere else near running water. Why did they just randomly spread out like that? Because they were running from something. Simple as that. And they just just set up camp a mile away? Fuck, we got to make a fire. We lost them. What are you going to do? You, <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, you're going to run away, and you're going to be freezing your fucking nuts off, and your toes are going to be fucking frostbitten. You're going to be like, all right, I got to warm up, and then I'll go find them when I'm at 100%, or as close to 100% as I can be. Then they find one or at least one guy with, like, layers of clothes on. Yeah, I think there was one or two guys. Those are the... The the new assumption, or the I guess the the assumption, the two guys are the ones that they assume were standing outside of the tent, like they were fully prepared for this kind of weather. They had multiple layers of clothes on, so they assume they were standing outside of the tent. Now, if you want to run down a scenario, I could I could see something I like w- I think I'm with you. I think I'm with you. These two guys were standing outside of the tent, keeping watch for for whatever. And then everybody else was inside nursing their wounds or, you know, kind of getting settled in for the night. Mm-hmm. You know, something. They were all inside and some shit went down. Whether there was an avalanche or something else crazy. Yeah. Oh, shit. We got to get the hell out of here, guys. Get out of the tent. Come on. And somebody panicked. Cut the tent. Run out. Whatever they were wearing. Go, 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 go. Underwear. Socks. Just Whatever they were wearing at the time. One shoe. Go. And everybody panicked, run down the hill. 
and, but somehow they ended up in a single file, however that happened. But these two guys were fully clothed. A couple of them went over here into the trees, made a fire. Maybe they lost track of everybody else. A handful of other ones went over here. They tried to make a den to try to protect themselves from the wind. That makes sense. Yeah. And at some point, they they found evidence that clothing was torn off of dead ones to clothe live ones, and then they went somewhere else. So what I thought you were getting at was maybe those two were outside. They were like, avalanche, and they just fucking booked it. So they got away. They knew where the trees were. They headed for the trees. Boom. And then when they were coming back, they are like, fuck, he's dead. Let me throw on some clothes because I'm cold as fuck. So maybe the ones who were out there, maybe they got the furthest away. You know what I mean? So they didn't get okay. hit with the avalanche or the Yeti or the fucking aliens or the nukes or whatever, you know, whatever all these crazy conspiracies are. So maybe that's why they had more clothes than the others. I don't know, man. Because they were already ready. They didn't have to cut open a tent. They were no. already outside. They were ready to roll. They said, avalanche! And before they were even done saying fucking avalanche, they were already booking. Maybe. Maybe. They were getting out of there as soon as they could. Also, folks, not an avalanche. Don't believe this new bullshit that's coming out. That's It cannot be. A slab avalanche? Isn't that what they called it? Yeah, slab av- av- avalanche. Because they... That would mean, like, a big-ass ice block just barreled over their campsite. No. I don't... No. It it doesn't explain everything else. No. There's so many pieces that are messed up, like the... Well, you could you could speculate avalanche. I even thought, okay, maybe they're 20 years old. Mm-hmm. So this one guy... Some, some are 20, this guy's 38, whatever. Maybe it was a dumbass college prank. So they were like, avalanche, ah, you fuckers. And they fucking panic and cut the tent and run. They're like, oh, shit. They mm-hmm. took it serious. Mm-hmm. We got to go get them. But even even that idea does not explain missing eyeballs, missing tongues, crushed rib cages with no external bruising. Right. There's, I still believe that this is continues to be a mystery. I don't believe that it's as simple as an avalanche an ice block avalanche something's fucky yeah now i can get how they would say that an avalanche would crush your rib cage but not cause external injuries because so you get, it rolls over you and just settles yeah and then every time you exhale you can't inhale and then finally it crushes that shit but it's not in like a, a real hard force on your skin that causes the bruising. Okay. But I, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's still a mystery, and I don't think they solved it. And I don't think it's going to be solved. I think it's no, going to go like down it. as a mystery forever. An unsolved mystery. Thank you, John Walsh. <laughs> I mean, there's pictures, and one of the pictures looks like it shows a fucking, uh, a ye- not a Yeti, uh, a fucking Bigfoot. Yeah. Oh man, we didn't even go down the pictures. Yeah, that that was picture. I think it's picture number seventeen. I think that's what they call it. We're 
we've got so much time in this. We didn't even go through all the evidence. There's so much to actually go through with this thing that you can speculate all day. There was a picture of some thing, some body. It's a bipedal mammal in this picture. And then there's various other pictures. Man, there's various other pictures that these people weren't just taking pictures for the for the fun of it. They weren't just hit and go on the pic on the camera. There were some like that, yeah. They were pointing at something. Yeah. So the they were, they found a couple of images that looked like they could have water damage. Okay, there's potential water damage for some of these, but it was actually a picture that was taken of a sky. So what were they pointing at with the camera into the sky? Fine, I get water damage. That makes sense. If it was undeveloped, that would be one thing. But if it was a a picture that was taken on purpose of the sky pointing in a direction, there's this weird thing in the image. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I think it's still unsolved. And I think they're trying to cover up. They're like, no, no, we figured it out. Sl- a slavalanche. <laughs> well, they want to put it to bed is what yeah, they want to do. That's they're exactly done, it. They, they're done investigating. They don't want to put any more effort into it. They're they're just done. They don't want to do anything else. Yeah, they want people to Which, stop talking about it. We figured it out. That's it. And, I mean, we see it all the time in governments. Yeah, leave us alone. We already figured it out. Stop. You see it in... Uh, police departments with cold cases. Now that making a murderer, I I don't know who killed who in that, but he thought that because he was white trash or whatever, they needed somebody to find a killer, and they just fucking they nabbed him. Scapegoat. Yeah, because they needed to solve the case, to quote unquote solve the case. Mm-hmm. Same thing here. I I I think it's the same thing here. So either they know what's going on. There's, there's a deeper, uh, I don't want to say deeper knowledge. There's, there's a right. They know exactly what happened, but they're saying, oh well, look at the scientists. They said this thing, so this is, they're right. Well, they they sealed these documents for what thirty fucking years. They sealed them. They hid them. Right. There's no what, which leads into the conspiracy that something else greater is happening. If they're just like, nah. Yeah, it's this thing. Yeah, we don't talk about that anymore. Yeah, hold up. If they were like, you know what, avalanche, and then you just fucking left the documents and didn't seal them up, the fact that they sealed them up is suspicious alone. Yes, exactly. So I, I don't know, man. I I don't know what to think about this. <laughs> I don't know, but we should probably end this episode. It, we we've given you a bunch of information. There's stuff all over the place. Diot Love Pass incident. Please look it up and come to your own conclusions because we don't have any. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, it's crazy. Simple as that. But I wonder if anybody agrees with me. You're a Yudin Yeti. Boom. That's it. It's as simple. That's Occam's Razor. It's the simplest answer. He was a Yeti. He lived until 2013 with all the bullshit that he did. Whether he knows it or not, whether he remembers the incident of killing all these people, he was a Yeti. He was a weird Yeti. That's it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay. Hey. Y- you're a Yudin the Were Yeti. Fucking Yuris. Y- uh, you agree with me? 
Do, do you think that's it? Is it as simple as that? Me? Yeah. What do you think? No. <laughs> I don't know what I think, honestly. I really don't. I mean, it could be aliens, could be KGB. I don't think it's a fucking avalanche. And I used to think it was a Yeti, and now I don't think it's a Yeti. So it's a rare Yeti. I don't think it's Yeti at all. I think there would be external <laughs> injuries. Uh, a wear Yeti with telekinesis. <laughs> okay. If you jumped into a fucking gorilla enclosure at the zoo, you're going to have external injuries. Yes. There's going to be external bruising. Fully agree. So, I imagine, same thing with a Yeti. Well, not if it's a telekinetic Yeti. Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. I don't... I. <laughs> Okay, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't have to be right. You don't have to agree with me. <laughs> it's fine. We get we can agree to disagree. Well, I disagree. Do you think we should tell them what we're about to change into? Or we're going to try? Sure, why not? We were talking about it and we were kind of thinking maybe one week I'll research a topic and present it to Will. And then the following week... He'll present a topic to me and get our genuine reactions. Now, I'm fully prepared for next week. So next week, our episode is going to be me presenting a topic to Will. Him not knowing what it is and then just fucking reacting to it. I like that idea. It's it's going to be a little bit different. And it's going to be a significant amount of research. And you're going to have to... The other person is going to have to run the show. Essentially. Yeah. Which is fine. But, I mean, we're still going to be doing our, our stupid spinoffs and all that shit. Like, I don't think it's going to be as involved as you think it's going to be. I think it. I think it's going to, I think it's going to work out well. I think the people are going to enjoy it because we'll stay, you know, I'll do my research. So I know my timeline and boom, we stay on topic the whole time. Not on topic, but. <laughs> Whatever comes up, comes up. But you've got a plan. You have it. Because we have run into situations where we're kind of bumbling between each other about, well, I saw this thing, and you saw this thing. and Well, we did it in this episode. Yeah, exactly. So I think ultimately, I think it's going to make the show better. And we're going to try it. If it doesn't work out well, then you know we'll go back to this. and Yeah, we'll see how it goes. It's fine. Even if it's not a whole hour of content for one person to outline and did 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 through. Yeah, then our wives will be happy. Less recording. Probably. Speaking of that, she's probably in this. Yeah. So look for that next week, and we already did all our shit in the beginning. So. Yeah. Stay weird, world. And we'll see you guys next time.